This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. It's a story that is making waves everywhere today, and it is kind of shocking. A former B.C. Liberal politician, a former cabinet minister here in this province, is warning Canadians they could face harsh consequences for speaking out on issues that anger China. And this isn't somebody who's just offering a warning. This is somebody who has had it happen to him personally. Now, Richard Lee was improperly detained in Shanghai back in 2015, and Chinese cell phone, Chinese officials actually demanded access to his government cell phone in order to examine it while he was in their custody. Global News reporter Sam Cooper says the veteran Chinese-Canadian politician is now coming forward with the shocking details about what happened. For more on this, we're joined now by national investigative journalist for Global News, Sam Cooper. Sam, thanks for being here. Uh, thanks, Simi. There's so much that is shocking about this story, but but let's start about let's go back to the beginning here. What was Richard Lee doing in Shanghai? That's right. So in November 2015, he and his wife decided to take a 30th anniversary trip back to the country of his birth, mainland China. So they landed in a Shanghai airport with the idea of doing a tour. And as you've said, uh, he came forward and told us four years after the fact that uh, he was detained for about eight hours, separated from his wife, who had no idea what was happening to him. She was afraid. And uh, his devices were taken. Officials came back and demanded uh, access to his government BlackBerry. Uh, He told us that at the time he was aware this could be a breach of uh, confidential records. The, the, The phone had his legislative email accounts. But he thought they were looking more at his uh, pro-democracy activity in Vancouver. So he gave the passcode. Uh, they searched. Um, he, he believes they searched his B.C. government records and uh, rejected him from the country, vaguely accusing him of endangering China's national security and telling him nothing more. So uh, it's shocking in many ways, as uh, we Mm -hmm. talked to B.C. Attorney General David Eby, and he said there's any number of problems that that deeply concern him in this case. Right. So what happened after he got back? Because that would be very shocking, right? You're a politician. You're in the B.C. government at the time. Who did he tell when he came back? He says that he, he, when he returned, two things were on his mind. First of all, he was, he was wondering he should go to the media. He should come forward and say, this should not have happened. Uh, you know, as you say, it's shocking. This is a Canadian official yeah. wrongfully detained. He says he didn't at the time because Canada and China were in good relations. He was deputy speaker of BC's house. If he made those allegations, it could have caused uh, huge problems. So he held his tongue and he says he fully disclosed the the circumstances to the B.C. Liberal Caucus, including the potential breach of a B.C. government phone. Uh, And he says he doesn't know what B.C. Liberal leaders uh, or the caucus did with that information. We asked, did you report to the police? He said, no, I reported it to my government colleagues. Why didn't he report it to the police? Because that was my question about that is because that was his phone. He knows this is a potential security breach. Why didn't he contact the RCMP? We we asked him that, and uh, I, I have a feeling there is still more to learn in this case, but he says, uh, I felt I would report it to my leaders and they would do something with it. And uh, 
nothing to his to his knowledge nothing has happened and he sat on that information which is extremely important information yeah. remember all that is happening every year with china bc does a huge amount of trade he sat on it and when he saw michael kovrig detained last uh, year on a, what looked clearly like trumped up national security charges he was reminded of his case and it looks like he felt uh, compelled to come forward and he sent a letter that we obtained to Canada's leaders including Prime Minister Trudeau laying out what you know the comparisons yeah. In those cases. So here is a former cabinet minister with some pretty shocking first person knowledge and experience of this situation. What kind of reaction did he get? You would think that people in charge would sit up and notice when they hear this. You would think, but the evidence we have is that Mr. Lee received uh, no response back from uh, Canada's leaders, including Prime Minister Trudeau. Uh, he, He believes that his information was received, but... He didn't hear anything back until Global News started investing, investigating this. I talked to Mr. Lee last Friday, and I had his letter. I resent it to China's embassy with a number of questions. This week, one day later, uh, Mr. Lee got a response from Prime Minister Trudeau's office saying, we have received your information. This will be forwarded to the Foreign Affairs Minister. So um, hmm. we don't know fully what occurred there, but something in the background may have may have been happening. So what was going on back in 2015, uh, Sam, when this happened that would have made it potentially difficult for anybody to speak out about this? Well, a lot. There's a lot going on. Uh, first of all, in Mr. Lee's case, we should say that he didn't know why he was detained, but he believes. It is because of his actions in celebrating, uh, sorry, commemorating the the Tiananmen Square massacre, which is a a horrific uh, historical event for China that the government doesn't want anyone to talk about. He says he was directly warned by China's consul general, Liu Fei, you should not be doing this. No Canadian elected official should be doing this. And uh, Mr. Lee furthermore disclosed to us that he believes uh, his BC Liberal colleagues were asked to relay this message to him as well. So uh, that was there in the background. Other things that are going on are obviously a massive amount of trade between BC and China, a massive amount of real estate activity, and a government uh, led by Christy Clark at the time that was very pro-China trade. I think it would have been very difficult for Mr. Lee to publicly come out with these allegations. Uh, Who knows what was going on in the background with him and his party? We are looking into that as we speak. Yeah, when you say that, so what are your questions that you have? Like, who are you still trying to get some answers from? At this point, uh, we're uh, we're looking to speak to BC Liberal leaders who were in place in time. Uh, I can only say at this point, because we're still working, that there's uh, there, there are people that we we have tried to talk to and have not been able to talk to yet. And uh, I think there's some very important questions, uh, including when you received this alleged information, what did you do with it? Mm-hmm. Did you speak to? Uh, the RCMP? Did you speak to CSIS, Canada's Security and Intelligence Services? Uh, did you go back to the Chinese consulate and complain? And we don't have answers to any of those questions. That's just one angle that, that we're pursuing. 
Another one I think it's important we don't miss is that Mr. Lee says now he has been ostracized from Chinese Canadian community groups, and he feels that's pressure from China's government. Furthermore, he feels that China's government is increasingly, I won't say infiltrating, but influencing Chinese Canadian groups. And that could be, uh, there could be any number of concerns with Canada's electoral system there and many other concerns. Right. We've, incre- we've been hearing stories about this, right? Like other politicians, I was thinking of uh, Mayor Brad West, who has been warning about uh, things like this, exactly as you're describing. Mayor Brad West is being, uh, we, we have to say, out in front on this issue. He's someone that uh, I think he has been um, loudly pointing to the possibility of mm-hmm. uh, China's government's influence on B.C. politicians. I get the feeling he may, may know more allegations than even he is stating now. I certainly, um, in, in talking to sources, I'm aware of allegations that I'm pursuing. Look, it's no secret that around the world we're seeing in Australia, Hong Kong, United States, Many West, uh, Western democracies or countries uh, related to the West have uh, allegations of corruption, espionage, many things related to uh, interference from China's government, which is getting accre- increasingly aggressive. We can't tell ourselves that that's not deeply occurring in B.C. because we see many signs it is. All right, Sam, thank you very much for talking to us. We look forward to hearing more. Thanks, Simi. That is Sam Cooper, national investigative journalist for Global News with his latest bombshell report. I feel like I always say that when we have Sam Cooper on, but that usually is the case, that whenever he breaks a story, it is a huge story, and that is definitely the case with this one.